Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Brent Heigelke, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at CrowdStreet, which is a way for people to invest in institutional quality real estate. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Brent. Thanks, Jordan. Great to be here. Just tell us a little bit of your history and how you got to where you are today. Oh, sure. So, yeah, I've been a marketing executive for lots of uh, companies that have been disrupting industries. And about three years ago, uh, I got tapped on the shoulder by somebody that I uh, have known for quite a while who was doing some interesting things in this industry, the commercial real estate sector, bringing those kinds of investment opportunities to uh, basically the crowd, as they say. And I got interested in what they're doing and, uh, you know, been about 25 years involved in everything from, you know, digital measurement to live video to vacation rental platforms. And uh, I really liked what this company was doing in particular. So I got involved three years ago. I'm relatively new to commercial real estate, but I'm very familiar with the digital side of all things, uh, having built the fir- my first website in 1995, believe it or not. Very good. Okay. So let's, before we get into the details of how CrowdStreet works, just kind of make the case for having uh, institutional real estate as part of your portfolio. I mean, the stock market's done really well for a long time here. Um, Bitcoin's done really well. Um, gold's done well. I mean, wh- why real estate should be part of your portfolio? Yeah, well, actually, that's a great segue because uh, a lot of our investors are trying to hedge against those other, you know, more speculative, uh, you know, markets that you don't really control that can be whipsawed up and down, right? If you're used to investing in in stocks, then you know that, you know, if the market goes uh, goes up, everything's great, but the, the market can also go down suddenly and you can be, you know, left with a 5%, 10%, you know, or worse Loss. There's really nothing you can do about it. So, crypto, obviously, the whipsaws there are. You know, they can be they can be down 10, 20 percent in you know a month or two or a week even. And so, what a lot of investors are doing is how do you offset those more speculative investments with literally brick and mortar investments? And so, what we're talking about is commercial real estate has long been a place where billionaires have invested their capital, you know, 10 to 20% uh, portfolio holdings is not uncommon for large institutions, pension funds, endowments, and folks, you know, very high net worth investors. They've long known that putting money in stable assets makes a ton of sense. And so, you know, now individuals are realizing that they should try to replicate some of those strategies. And because of platforms like CrowdStreet, they now have access to it. And so, you know, we're seeing alternative investments overall become more interesting to individual investors. And if you look in the alternative investment world, real estate, like we're talking about today, is actually the largest asset class. So, you know, there's just a, a massive amount of interest now in getting involved in this. And it's it's not, you know, it's because it's such a great hedge to the public equities market, because what we're talking about are are basically illiquid investments. These are things you're going to hold. You know, you need to think about it for three to seven years. You know, these are large multifamily developments. These are, you know, 
large retail centers, uh, can be, you know, large hotels, office towers, senior living centers, student housing, right? These are projects that are either going to be built from the ground up or potentially acquired and then renovated with the rents going up, you know, along with that renovation. So these are, these are very different than, than buying crypto or, you know, buying your favorite stock on the market today. So we're going to get into the details of it, but why uh, should one do a CrowdStreet kind of investing directly in real estate as opposed to indirectly through, stay, say, a real estate investment trust or even a mutual fund that has a diversified portfolio of REITs? Yeah, so there's there's lots of publicly traded REITs and obviously mutual funds, that, but the, the problem with those compared to what we're talking about today is that those go up and down largely with the market. So if you're buying a you know a public read or a mutual fund, you know it's going to track to the market. It's going to be correlated with the ups and downs of the market. What we're offering is basically not correlated to the market because again these are three to five to seven year projects, and so you know if you look at a market cycle, typically you know even in a recession, a recession could be a two year negative cycle. You know, because these are three to five year projects, you're light, you're largely your investment's going to kind of ride over the top of that cycle, meaning that if you know the the market dips twenty percent during that time, your investment's not really changing. So that's why this is so uh, enticing to folks that have been managing you know billions of dollars of investments because it is a way to offset those market swings, and so that's why it makes sense. So that's why folks that are, you know, we kind of say kind of the smart money know that putting money into uncorrelated assets make a ton of sense, you know, versus just buying things that are publicly traded and are going to, you know, trade up or down, kind of tracking to the market. Now, normally investors in return for giving up some liquidity are expecting a higher rate of return. Is that correct, that there would be a higher rate of return for the same kind of asset because you're giving up liquidity? That's absolutely correct. And, and that's the idea is that, you know, when, and, and we have a broad spectrum of different risk profiles that are on our platform. So we'll have some, uh, some projects that are going to be throwing off cash and they're going to have a lower sort of, you know, pop at the end of the project versus a project that might be a ground up development where they're literally going to be breaking ground for a new project. And that one, obviously the cash, the cash flow is going to be uh, you know, if any, back-end weighted. And so you're going to see, a, you know, a different, a higher expected return when that project sells. So there's a broad spectrum, but, but Jordan, you're right. I mean, you are, pay, you are basically taking this, you know, making the assumption that you're going to be paid a premium for the fact that, you know, you're, you're locking up some part of your portfolio for uh, a few years. And how would the fees be different on buying real estate through CrowdStreet compared to, I mean, a publicly traded REIT, you're paying the management to run it, or a real estate mutual fund, you're charging the manager to, to pick the REITs. How, and what kind of fees are you charging comparing to those? Yeah, so whenever we launch a deal on our platform, we can talk more about kind of what that process is like uh, as we get into it. Um, all of the fees that are going to be charged, you know, typically by uh, the sponsor. The sponsor is a term we use for the real estate developer, which is more, more common term. Um, any fees are going to are going to be spelled out 
by that real estate sponsor in the offering mem- memorandum. CrowdStreet doesn't actually charge the investor any fees. So it's completely free to join. It's, it's free to make the investments. Uh, the sponsor basically licenses the, the CrowdStreet technology platform. And that's where we get our revenue. And so uh, the sponsor will have fees because obviously everyone has to uh, has to make a profit on on some piece of it. But all of that is is completely articulated in the offering memorandum, and and it's going to be very competitive. I mean, it's you're gonna you're gonna see these fees are are very much in line with what you would expect on any investment. So typically, what would those fees? What would the sponsor pay? Because that's ultimately going to come out of the returns that the investor is going to get. What kind of fees would the sponsor pay to CrowdStreet to have? It, yeah, it, there's no typical fee. I mean, like I said, it, it every deal is is different. It depends on whether it's a you know development fee, where they're literally breaking ground, uh, or whether it's a you know a project with uh, you know stable cash flow, and they're basically you know just kind of harvesting that cash over time. So it's it's hard to say a typical fee, but uh, you know. When we bring a deal to the platform, we're very, our team actually digs in very, very deeply into the fees to make sure that our investors are getting the same projected return as any other investment in the project. So think of it as, you know, you're basically an equal partner on equal footing to the other investment equity that's going into a project. Right. So just roughly, what is the range of cash on cash returns that people can get? And you can't guarantee it, but the projected total return when the properties are sold in three to seven years, just to give us a range of what people can get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, let me. So again, we've done over 550 projects. So it's in every single project is, you know, completely unique. But if you look in aggregate, because we put and we publish all of this on our website. If you look in aggregate across all the deals we've done, so 540 deals, uh, and actually it's greater than that. That was kind of the last time we published our metrics. Uh, have been have been capital's been raised on CrowdStreet, and of those, we've already had about 240 of those deals exit. Well, we, I'm sorry, not 240. We've had over 50 of those projects exit, and we've already returned $245 million from those exits. So we calculate the return in aggregate across all of those projects that have already been realized. And right now, it's uh, the, the the risk you know adjusted, the time adjusted return, the IRR, is 17.3%. I think that's the that's, number. That's you're counting the income, or that's just the appreciation. That's everything. That's counting cash on cash, the appreciation, everything overall. Meaning you get seventeen percent uh, return on your money uh, when adjusted for time across all of the projects. So you know that's a that's a pretty solid return. Now, obviously, I want to make sure it's clear that not every project delivers seventeen percent return. We've had some projects that have done way, way better than that. We've had some projects that have not. So this is the blended average return across all the projects that have exited today. And that's on an, on and, an annual basis or from beginning to end, no matter how long it took, 17%? That is that is when you adjust for time. So some of these projects, you know, some of these projects sold a year later. Some of these projects sold five or six years later. 
So that is adjusted for time. That's the internal rate of return when adjusted for time. It's a pretty complicated calculation. So, uh, but we we put that up on our website. You know, we actually have an entire part of our site that talks about uh, the performance of all the deals. We publish a case study on all them. Uh, you know, all the ones that have gone well and all the ones that haven't gone well. We talk about you know what happened with each project. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. I'm speaking uh, today to Brent uh, Heigelkey, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at CrowdStreet, uh, which is a way for the average individual to invest in institutional quality real estate. You can find out more about what they're doing and what their current offerings are at CrowdStreet.com. We'll be back after this. Whether you are a crypto pro or a total beginner, you can begin to earn Bitcoin the easy way. With the world's first Bitcoin rewards credit card from BlockFi, you can earn unlimited Bitcoin on every qualifying purchase you make. Introducing the BlockFi Rewards Visa Signature Card. It's the easiest way to get Bitcoin by just making everyday purchases. Grow your Bitcoin portfolio when you buy your groceries, pay your bills, fill up at the gas station, or have a meal at a restaurant. You can earn 1.5% back in Bitcoin on all qualifying purchases with no reward limits. Plus, there's no annual fee and no foreign transaction fees. Just Bitcoin earned on every single qualifying purchase. Now's the time to start or ramp up your Bitcoin portfolio. Bitcoin saw a 230% annualized return last year and has been very strong for most of this year so far. In fact, Bitcoin has been the best-performing asset the last decade, outperforming the NASDAQ 100 by 10 times. BlockFi is the leader in Bitcoin and was named to the Forbes FinTech 50 list in 2021. Plus, BlockFi is the easiest place to buy, sell, and earn crypto. There's no better time to sign up and start earning Bitcoin today. Right now, listeners to The Money Answer Show can earn a bonus of $25 in crypto after you've made your first purchase with a credit card, and when you sign up at BlockFi.com slash money. That's a $25 bonus in crypto deposited right into your account after you make your first purchase. But you have to use my URL, which is BlockFi.com slash money. Start earning Bitcoin back on all your purchases today. Go to BlockFi.com slash money. Not all will be eligible. Geographic, regulatory, and underwriting restrictions apply. Fees and terms are subject to change. Additional terms of service are at BlockFi.com. BlockFi is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. 
www.thepeopleshow.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Brent Heigelke. He is the Chief Marketing Officer at CrowdStreet, which is a way for you to invest in institutional quality real estate. Their website, CrowdStreet.com. Welcome back to the show, Brent. All right. Thanks. Great uh, conversation so far, Jordan. So let's talk about the, the COVID and the pandemic and how that's affected uh, real estate. The the general image would be it's really hurt commercial real estate pretty badly, particularly retail and office buildings. But you are in the business. H- how has uh, the, the pandemic affected uh, the kind of real estate that you're investing in? Yeah, so really interesting what we saw. You know, when COVID hit back, you know, March 2020 and kind of the whole world shut down for a while there, you know, obviously our business was not immune to that. And we saw kind of a freeze for a about a month to six weeks in terms of everybody waiting to see what was going to happen. Uh, then something interesting happened. We saw, uh, we saw activity, new activity in sectors that uh, were emerging come back with a fury. And so, you know, we saw certain areas that, that you know, as you mentioned, uh, things like hos- uh, uh, hotels, right, the lodging, hospitality industry, you know, that sector was getting hammered. They had like 6% occupancy rate. So most hotels were sitting completely empty as everybody was in lockdown. Uh, we saw retail, you know, uh, lots of, you know, retail suffer as well. But there was some really interesting things happening because not all retail suffered. And in fact, some retail like grocery stores, essential, essential retail actually, you know, blew through the roofs, right? I mean, you couldn't get, uh, you know, stores were having trouble stocking products. I mean, the traffic at grocery stores was through the roof as people, you know, were staying in their house and they needed, you know, they needed groceries. So what was interesting is new sectors emerged stronger than ever. You know, industrial uh, properties where e-commerce, which was surging at the time, that, you know, the demand for industrial space, for warehouse space went through the roof because, you know, companies were scrambling to figure out, you know, how to deal with this sort of new surge in e-commerce. So we're a marketplace at CrowdStreet. We don't actually buy and operate any of the real estate. So as a marketplace, we're able to be very agile and respond to these kinds of dynamics. So what happened was we had projects coming to us that were in high demand and our investors who are stuck at home were investing 
in all sorts of things, including, you know, we saw the stock market come back strong and, and as you mentioned, crypto. But our sector of institutional quality real estate uh, was of high interest as well. And in fact, in June of 2020, there was a Wall Street Journal article uh, where we were cited for it over and over again. It talked about the fact that investors stuck at home were turning to commercial real estate investments. So, you know, things like office, you know, were obviously out of favor because nobody was going to offices anymore. Um, so there were definitely sectors that were out of favor, but there were other sectors that were very in favor. So housing, you know, we, we all saw the interest in the surge in housing. So people, you know, were the housing demand was changing. The demand for multifamily real estate went through the roof. Uh, you know, we just saw some really interesting things change in the marketplace overall. So we actually had a record year uh, for our business in 2020. We saw huge demand for investors to invest in the sector. We saw all sorts of projects that were uh, basically some of these were accelerated because the in demand for these types of products were uh, kind of skyrocketing. So it was a really interesting year and certainly, uh, you know, surprising to us in terms of how agile the marketplace model was. So why do sponsors come to CrowdStreet to finance their projects as opposed to going to big institutional investors or do things the traditional way that they did before CrowdStreet was around? What's the advantage of uh, raising money through CrowdStreet? Yeah, so it's really interesting what's happened over the last, uh, you know, the last few years because, and in, in we, you know, Jordan, we didn't really talk about like what gave birth to this whole thing. And I think it's somewhat relevant. So maybe, maybe we should take sure. a minute to talk mm-hmm. about why, you know, why people are probably, your, why, why your audience is probably sitting there thinking, huh, if this is so great, how come, how come I haven't been doing this? Or how come people I know haven't been doing this? Well, the answer is up until 2012, it was basically illegal to solicit investment in these kinds of projects for these real estate sponsors. Uh, they, they, it was actually illegal to solicit for retail investors in these projects. So unless you were a golfing buddy or belonged to the same country club as somebody in your local community who was uh, a real estate developer, you probably had zero access to this kind of investment. But what happened in 2012 was there was a piece of legislation that was passed called Jumpstart Our Business uh, it was jo- the Jobs Act, 2012, signed in legislation by uh, President Obama at the time, uh, which was not about commercial real estate and even real estate. It was actually about giving you know uh, businesses some some new life and giving investors access to some new types of investments in the general business climate. But that allowed for real estate projects, as we're talking about, to become solicited to anybody who was an accredited investor. And so that's what gave birth to CrowdStreet. So CrowdStreet started in 2013. We built and launched our marketplace in 2014. And so that's why this is a relatively new investment type for most people. And so all of this growth has happened in the last few years. So I think it's important for folks to realize that that's why this is a new thing is because uh, basically you didn't have access to this up until just a few years ago. But this type of investment has been going on for decades, like I said, by the, by the billionaires, uh, by very high net worth persons that were very well connected, that had these sort of special access privileges, and by the large money managers, as you said, the institutional folks, the pension funds, the large you know, 
university endowments. They've been putting, you know, I've read up to 30% of their portfolios into exactly what we're talking about today. Today. So, okay, so they still have this choice of going the old-fashioned route that institutional investors or Crown Street. Why does a sponsor want to bring their deal to Crown Street in, in, instead of the traditional route? Sure. So there, there's a few different dimensions of that. One, uh, it's not either or for a lot of these folks. It's potentially they're going to do some of their equity. So we, one thing also to be clear about, you know, there's, there's obviously equity and then there's debt. We focus on the equity side of these projects, right? So you're actually investing your equity alongside of these institutions, alongside these real estate developers in these projects, and then they're, they're going to borrow money to finance the rest, uh, the rest of the project. So, what what's what's happening is some of these sponsors are going out and saying, you know what, we're going to do an institutional amount, and we're going to take uh, take the rest to CrowdStreet and to its investors. The reason why Jordan is they're seeing a few things. One. Uh, some of these savvy real estate sponsors, they see the writing on the wall. You know, you can't deny that the digital investment, uh, you know, that, that basically hit Wall Street and, and equities, you know, in the sort of the 2000 uh, timeframe, right, when you had E-Trade launch, right? Before that, hardly anybody invested in equities. Uh, it was not a mass market thing, but now, you know, I mean, look at what Robinhood has done, right? Where where you've got you know people putting in percentages of fractions of shares. So yeah. the same thing, they they realize the same thing is going to happen to this over time. So the the early innovators want to learn it. They want to get on top of it. They see the writing on the wall. They see this trend happening. It's the digital the digitization of everything is happening, and this is one of the last sectors that has not really become digitally forward. So that's happening, but it's not just for that because what happens also is when when you take a single large check from an institution, that institution has they have they have a say in your deal, right? They if they decide they don't like that project anymore, they can tell you that they'd like you to sell it if you're a real estate developer. Well, real estate developers don't like that. They, they want to be in charge. You know, they're, they're the experts in, in building and managing real estate. So they don't really care to have an institution tell them that they want to put their project up for sale. So with CrowdStreet, they don't have a single institution writing out a big check exerting that control. So they really like the fact that they can be in control of their real estate projects because they're the experts. So that's really, really important to them. Uh, the the other dimension that's really interesting is they realize that they're building a brand with thousands of retail investors. And because of that, they now know that when they take their next project out to market, they're going to be able to raise that capital incredibly efficiently and uh, very quickly. So some of our projects will raise money literally in minutes. And so a lot of these developers are used to playing a lot of rounds of golf with high net worth investors, mm -hmm. taking them out to dinner, business lunches. They don't need that the wine takes, and dining in this case. They yes. don't need the wine and dine. They don't need the month's time. They can put it up on CrowdStreet and very efficiently raise that capital incredibly fast. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of dimensions to it, but, you know, those are probably the biggest reasons right there. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Brent Heigelke. He is the Chief Marketing Officer at CrowdStreet.
You can find out more about the institutional real estate they offer at crowdstreet.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Brent Heigelke. He is the Chief Marketing Officer for CrowdStreet uh, as a way of buying uh, institutional quality real estate for individual investors. Uh, their website, crowdstreet.com. Welcome back to the show, Brent. Thanks, Jordan. So let's go through the process. Somebody's interested. They go on to crowdstreet.com. Just take us step by step what what they do to become registered as an investor and how they end up picking uh, which investment they want to do from all the different options you've got. Sure. So uh, when you land on the site, you know, you're going to see lots of different information available to you. But if you want to kind of cut to the chase and look at what investment opportunities are available, you know, at this moment, you're going to want to click to the marketplace. The marketplace is where all of the current offerings are available. So uh, when you click on the marketplace, you're going to see basically, we call them, you know, basically different cards. So these cards are going to have summaries of the different uh, investment opportunities that are open today. And, you know, you're going to see Anywhere between five and 15 of these, just depending on uh, kind of the deal flow at that moment in time uh, available to you. And, you know, you can get a quick snapshot. You can see, you know, a photo of the project. You can see where it's located, you know, who's behind it and what the estimated returns are going to be on that project. Uh, And then if you want to read more about it, you're going to click and that's when you're going to join the marketplace. So you're going to see a pop-up form. It's not a long onerous form. It's very quick and easy to fill out. Uh, you're going to complete that form and then you're going to have complete access to read all about the deal. 
So uh, there's a lot of information kind of behind that registration form on each project. So we publish, you know, all of our analysis. We publish the, uh, the uh, offering memorandum from the sponsor. Uh, there's going to be photos. You know, there's going to be information about the real estate sponsor uh, and their history. You're going to see the ability to register for a webinar, and that's really key because that webinar is going to be delivered by the real estate sponsor. They're basically going to talk about their project. You're going to be able to ask questions about that project. And that's also when we open up for investment. So uh, there's, there's lots of uh, good information that happens at that webinar. But that's, that's at a high level, kind of the, pro- the process that happens. But uh, Jordan, it might be worth spending a little bit of time to understand, you know, how do those projects end up in the marketplace because okay. that's actually yes. very, very interesting topic because, you know, you might drop in there and you might see these projects and you're looking at a, you know, multifamily project down in Texas. And then you might see an industrial warehousing, you know, industrial slash warehousing pro- uh, project outside of Boston. And you're probably scratching your head saying, wow, these are all over the country, very different types of projects. Like where do these come from? So it might be interesting to know sure, that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've got basically two parts of our company. We've got the kind of commercial real estate experts in our company, and then we've got the technology side of our company because CrowdStreet is both pieces of the puzzle, right? We're, we're a commercial real estate institutional quality uh, investment company, but built on a platform that allows you know individuals to make investments online. So on the commercial real estate side, we've got folks who are uh, expert in commercial real estate, you know, and we actually publish their resumes, you know, kind of their profile on our website. So you can see, see who's behind this, but we've got folks all across the country in each market. And those folks go out and they get to know all of the real estate sponsors in their region. They get to understand what the pipeline of their future projects look like. And so, you know, we're looking at thousands of deals all across the country each year. Of those, we, you know, those folks are, are really educated in terms of what types of projects are likely to be the right profile for something for CrowdStreet. So what happens is all of those folks out in the market bring those deals to our investments team our investments team, those are really the, the folks that are the brain trust of understanding what projects make sense for CrowdStreet. And we like to say, we don't like to say this, this is factually correct, that about 5% of the projects we encounter are going, going to be appropriate for the CrowdStreet marketplace. So we're going to say no to 95% of the projects. And that's not to say those projects are bad projects. They just don't make sense for our marketplace for a variety of reasons. But those 5% that do make it to the CrowdStreet marketplace go through uh, a very uh, thorough evaluation. And what we look for in our investments team that does all this work is they go through and they first start by saying, who's the real estate sponsor behind the project? What is their track record? You know, we do a background track. We look at all of their track record. You know, we really try to understand how much experience they have in this type of project. Are they, if they're pr- putting a multifamily project together or to forth for the CrowdStreet Marketplace, is that where they have 
the bulk of their experience. You know, if they're doing senior living, right, which has a special specialty to it, do they know senior living as an asset type? So we're going to dig into that. Then after we feel like, okay, this sponsor makes sense and they know what they're doing with this type of project, we're going to dig into the actual asset. You know, we're going to look at it and we're going to say, does this make sense given the macroeconomic trends? Does this make sense given what's happening in the market? You know, do we know this is a growing market or a shrinking market? What do we know about it? Uh, And we're going to look at all sorts of data sources to figure out whether this makes sense uh, as an asset and for that market. Then we're going to go into the documents that they provide us, and we're going to look at everything they've got. We're going to look at their financial projections. We're going to look at the site renderings, and we're going to do an evaluation of that. So all of this takes place. Then the project is brought forth to our investment committee. Then the investment committee makes the, you know, sort of the green light go or uh, yellow light. We still need more information. Go back to the real estate sponsor, have lots more conversations or red. This is, doesn't make sense for CrowdStreet and we're going we're gonna to pass on the deal. So all of that happens before a project makes it to the CrowdStreet marketplace. So you've had a lot of due diligence. You, you've done, as you said, 550 projects. Have some of them blown up, but, you know, even though you've gone through all this due diligence and they've not turned out well at all, or has that happened, or you, you've had a perfect record of having never had any problems with any projects? Yeah, yeah. Well, like I mentioned, you know, overall in aggregate, you know, we're, 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 we're sitting at a 17% return rate across the projects that have already, uh, you know, exited from this, uh, the initial 550 projects. But yeah, there have been a few that have not gone the way that, uh, you know, the real estate sponsor's business plan expected. And so, uh, you know, there's a variety of reasons for that. Um, And so what we do is we publish the results of that, you know, on our our website, because one of the core tenets for our company is transparency. That's one of the core values. And we fundamentally believe that if we're as transparent as possible, that builds confidence, and with that confidence, investors start building their portfolios on our platform. So we're gonna we publish the good, the bad, the ugly on our platform uh, always, and that will always be the case. So and, if that uh, happens, if something goes wrong, you're not in a position to step in and turn it around or get a new management or something like that, correct? I mean, we're so not because step we're, in. if something you know, like you're the platform, not right, right. It's important to know that we are a marketplace. So they are investing into the project with the real estate sponsor as a partner. So the real estate sponsor is going to provide updates to the investor, typically on a quarterly basis of what's happening in the project. So the investor will know what's going on. And obviously nothing is more valuable than having those updates when things aren't going as well as, uh, you know, as expected. So, uh, you know, we have people on our team that keep in touch and make sure that the sponsors are good with those updates uh, we have a whole asset management team uh, in CrowdStreet. But yeah, you're right, Jordan. We are not in a position to go in and tell, you know, the sponsor what they need to do to to get back on track. And sometimes, you know, sometimes there's legislation issues which change, you know, the economics of a deal. Uh, sometimes the market runs into an unexpected uh, issue. So, you know, there's a variety of reasons why. But, the I, mean, I would think, for example, that office and retail which would have looked really good in 2018, 2019, would have run into trouble with the, the pandemic, not of any fault of their own, but that probably hurt the returns on those kind of projects. Is that correct? 
It could be, yeah. I mean, if those products haven't sold yet, you know, then they, they might buy their time through the cycle. Right? And we can find ourselves, you know, two years from now uh, in a much different position with some of these sectors. So, you know, that's the nice thing about this is there's nobody forcing these projects to sell right now. So sometimes waiting for the cycle to change, you know, is the best friend of a project. Now, in addition to individual deals, you offer off also offer funds and vehicles. Tell us a little bit about what funds you have so your all your money is not on one particular project. Yeah, yeah, there are a variety of funds. And I, I will say that, you know, what what our brand is really centered around is is this deal flow. You know, by we've offered by far the most deal flow of any uh, platform even close to CrowdStreet. But but there are folks that don't want to do that individual work of understanding which deals to invest in. Because what we like to say is, you know, we, our team decides which projects are right for the marketplace, but each investor needs to decide what's right for them, right? Because one project may be right for you, but not right for me. Uh, so ultimately that comes down to understanding and, you know, reading the deal materials, understanding those materials and making the investment decision. And for some folks, they don't have that time. They don't have the interest. They don't have the know-how. And so for those folks, we built a couple of different options. Uh, one is funds, right? When we, we put out a fund, you put your money into that fund. You don't need to pick any deals. We're going to pick those deals for you. We also have funds that are offered by some sponsors. So you'll see a fund for from a different sponsor. They might be raising $100 million to go into uh, opportunistic deals that they're going to encounter over the next few years. So I recall we had a senior living sponsor that was, you know, they were experts at, at acquiring distressed senior living centers. They knew how to improve the operations. So it was a great market, but they said ha- a lot of times these deals happen fast. And so when there's, you know, the, these distressed deals come to market, they wanted to have the money in the bank so they could be very opportunistic in acquiring that asset and then improving it. So they raised money ahead of that uh, opportunity. So those what, are some what of the, are the funds that sponsors. Yeah. What are the minimum amounts to invest in either individual properties or funds? Yeah. So most of our projects, and it's not 100%, but most of them start at $25,000 uh, for individual deals. Funds can be a higher minimum. Sometimes we'll require $100,000 for a fund. Uh, and, and I say we, uh, we have a couple of different flavors of funds. I hadn't gotten to that yet. Some funds are managed uh, by the sponsor, right? So they set that minimum. Other funds, CrowdStreet actually puts together. So, you know, we'll raise capital for one of our own funds. Uh, we've done opportunity zone funds. We've done opportunistic funds. So, you know, we have a variety of funds that we raise capital for. Those uh, recently have been about $150,000 minimum. And so, you know, today we're actually raising for an opportunistic fund, uh, our third version of it. And so, you know, it just it depends on when you go to the marketplace and what's out there. But the, the dollar amounts do vary. But, but by and large, think of it as $25,000 is a minimum to go into most of our projects. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Brent Heigelkey. He is the chief marketing officer at CrowdStreet. And you can find out more about what we're speaking about at CrowdStreet.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, Brent Heigelke. He is the Chief Marketing Officer at CrowdStreet. And you can hear and see more about what we're discussing at CrowdStreet.com. Welcome back to the show, Brent. Thanks, Jordan. Join the conversation. I'm going to go briefly so through the different kinds of real estate that you offer. Uh, what the first one would be hospitality, hotels. What are the pros and cons of investing in hotels? Yeah, well, it's really interesting. Obviously, as we talked about, you know, during COVID, hotels were uh, were definitely uh, probably out of favor by most folks. But you know, we are seeing travel come back with a vengeance as things start to loosen up. And so, you know, a lot of a lot of the hospitality sectors have been coming back very strongly. So, you know, we're we're sort of cautiously optimistic that, you know, if 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 things come back online the way they have been, uh, you know, people have been, uh, you know, very voracious travelers over the last six months, you know, that things like uh, the hospitality sector is going to enjoy kind of the renewed interest in that. So. You know, I would say cautious optimism is is kind of what uh, what we feel around CrowdStreet. Um, I do want to write a ca- say a caveat though, which is, you know, we have a thesis. Uh, our investments team, led by Ian Formigli, puts out an investment thesis, and it gets updated constantly. So we actually have it on our website. You go to the investment thesis, which is a uh, one of the resources for investors, and on that page, you're going to see kind of the current thinking about all these different asset classes. So, you know, uh, I would point folks to that to get the real read on yeah. it. I am, you know, chief marketing officer, not chief investment officer for a reason. But, uh, but you know, that's that's where you're going to find the, the things that are changing all the time. We also do a lot of live streams, and we're going to do a live stream here in the next few months where we're going to dig into this exact topic. So, uh, you know, if you register, you're going to get invited to that. Great. The next one is multifamily. So this is pretty much apartment buildings, I guess. What are the pros and cons of that? I mean, people think today that everybody wants to buy a home. Homes are going up so fast. Why do you want to invest in multifamily apartments? Yeah, well, you know, we're seeing there. there's a lot of strain on housing in the country. And so uh, we're seeing continued strong demand. You know, multifam- multifamily is, has been by far the most popular asset class on CrowdStreet. Uh, we've actually done, I think it's like 60% of our, we've done 202 deals 
I'm just looking it up right now, in multifamily. So this is an area that's always been uh, of interest to our investors, and, and we have a lot of sponsors that are experts in it. So multifamily, housing crisis, you know, uh, it's, it's a sector that is, is very popular and continues to be very strong. Another area you offer is self-storage, uh, people storing all their stuff. What's the pros and cons of that? Well, you know, self-storage does really well in a variety of, of circumstances. You know, when things get tough, um, you know, for, for sort of sad reasons, self-storage does, does really, really well. But also, you know, self-storage does well when, when people are in transition. So if you're, you know, moving from a small place to a large space, you might, you might need to put your, your uh, stuff in storage. So self-storage is one of these sectors that just continues to grow as, you know, people acquire more, uh, more contents in their lives. You know, lots of folks find that they would love to take some of that and put it into self-storage. So it's another one of these asset classes that continues to grow uh, and continues to be, you know, very strong in how it performs. Another sector you offer is senior housing. So this would be supported by Medicare, Medicaid, things like that. So what is the pro and con of senior housing? Yeah, well, I, you know, demographically, I think we all are probably aware uh, of, of sort of the demographics with uh, the aging of America, baby boomers, you know, the, the shrinking of families, right, and sort of the skewing of demographics toward an older population. So, you know, for lots of folks, senior housing um, is a specialized place to live. And, you know, there's, there's lots of different sectors of this. There's a me- memory care facilities that are specialized versions of senior housing. So, you know, from a demographic standpoint, there's lots of folks that are very interested in this asset class. And we have had uh, a fairly strong drumbeat of senior housing projects on the marketplace. We have uh, specialized real estate sponsors that, you know, have raised funds in this area. So there is quite a bit of activity on, on CrowdStreet for this type of asset. Another asset you talk about is retail. We talked about it a little bit, but what is the, the upside of, of uh, having a retail uh, investment? Yeah, so there's a couple of different, you know, so retail is a very broad sector. So, you know, there's obviously retail, as we mentioned earlier, grocery anchored retail, you know, where there's, you know, weekly traffic, uh, very strong, continues to perform strongly. Uh, there's also mixed use retail, right? Well, you'll have a project that's multifamily on top of retail. You know, those tend to do really well. You know, retail's chain. I mean, retail's also restaurants, right? It's, 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 it's other things besides just things that people, you know, I think people think, oh, retail's being gobbled up by only e-commerce players. But the reality is, you know, there are sectors of retail that do very well right now. You know, uh, health clubs are retail, restaurants are retail. So, you know, some of these some of these trends, you know, are are emerging very strong. So you got to realize that all retail is uh, is not equal. And then you offer office properties again. So people would say that you're never going to get back to where you were before. People aren't going to go back to the office. Everybody's going to be working remotely. So what would be the advantage of investing in office now? You know, it's interesting you say that. I actually just read, I just read a, some report over the last week. They talked about the fact that. Uh, let me ask you, Jordan. How? What percentage of the U.S. do you think is working remotely right now? If you just had a guess. Uh, you mean from what had been before? I, I would say maybe forty percent. Actually, I would have guessed about the same. This report said right now thirteen percent 
of folks are working fully remote right now. So it's actually much smaller than I think most people think. So so most, most folks are getting up and going to work every day. Uh, now, obviously, the offices tend to be some of the last places where people are going back to work. But but there, are, you know, people will get back to offices at some point. Uh, you know, the jury's still out whether it'll be, you know, back to a five-day work week at an office or whether it'll be some sort of hybrid. You know, so nobody really knows what's going to happen with that. Um, but But there is still going to be, you know, demand for office space. Um, it's just, it's hard to predict. But yeah, I, I will say, you know, if you've been tracking the CrowdStream Marketplace, you're going to see uh, that we have not been bringing a lot of office space deals to the platform. And typically when we do have those kinds of projects, those are projects that make a lot of sense given today's climate. So they have a business plan that allows for, you know, investors to get excited about that project. When a project goes on the marketplace, you were talking about it going in minutes. Is that true that it gets sold out within minutes of going on the platform? Well, not every project. I mean, certainly we've had some sell out literally in seconds. Uh, we'll have other projects that, you know, might be up there for a week. But there's there's a lot of investor demand out there. Uh, you know, back when I started, projects would be up on the marketplace for 30 days. That was kind of our average. This was just a couple of years, this was about three years ago. So, you know, we do see projects can sell out in seconds. Uh, we also see projects that, you know, uh, they're up there for a week. So not not everything is a sprint. Sometimes, you know, there's plenty of demand uh, or plenty of time to dig into the documents and make sure you fully understand it. Now, we also launch the deals um, a few days before they're open for investment. So, you know, you do have time to read through the materials. You do have time to ask questions and, and kind of understand if it makes sense for you. But then, at a certain point, the, the the clock is on, and people can jump in, and a lot of people are ready to go, and they pounce. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, some of these projects are are very hot, and uh, so folks will go ahead and commit their dollars and fund it, you know, as soon as they can. And uh, some of those projects do sell out. Like anything, you know, if a project, uh, you know, we might have a project that's got ten million dollars of equity. You know, we've got. We've got a lot of investors that are registered with CrowdStreet. So, you know, you can see how $10 million can get in $25,000 increments, you know, can get spoken for very quickly. Indeed, very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Brent Heigelke. He's the chief marketing officer at CrowdStreet. And you can see there's lots of ways for you to learn about investing in all the different areas of commercial real estate that you might not have known how to do before. Uh, you can go to their website at crowdstreet.com and find out more. Thanks so much for being a great guest on the Money Answer Show, Brent. I think people learned a lot. Thank you, Jordan. Really enjoyed it. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.